This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. Look, I'll do what he's unable to do. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international under pressure. Here's Jerry Callahan. Tomorrow's the day, and I got to say, I'm, uh, you know who I'm rooting for, but if he loses, if Sleepy Joe wins, <clears throat> we might have some fun with that too, because he is uh, making up his own words. We'll play some of those gaffes. Even the New York Times is admitting that Joe Biden is prone to gaffes, and they are hilarious. We'll get you. We'll get to that. And uh, um, the Patriots, New England Patriots, now have the worst quarterback in the NFL. When's the last time the New England Patriots had the worst quarterback in the NFL? Plus, they're uh, they're already done. They're done. Seven seven games in, they're done. It's unusual around here. And the USA Today came out today and said. Uh, Cam Newton's not as good as Tom Brady. Uh, I don't know. That's a bold take, a hot take. Uh, we'll break that down and talk about that. Uh, also, Renee Graham from the Boston Globe had the worst tweet in Globe history, which tells you something. And uh, Turtle Boy is going to give you the odds, the odds in the election and the polls. We'll go to the polls. That's all That's all Biden's got going for him is the polls. Everything else points to Donald J. Trump. Uh, but uh, we got a lot to get to here on the Callahan Podcast, brought to you as always by DCU. Do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they could help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance, insured by NCUA, membership required. All right, Turtle Boy's here, Cullinate's here. It is one day from the, the election, which means the Democrats have all voted, the Republicans have not. We do it on election day. I do it on election day because that's what the Constitution says. I feel like it's wrong. Early voting, mail-in voting, it's all wrong. It's all a way for the Democrats to uh, steal the election. And, you know, maybe they will, maybe they won't, but I'm feeling much, much better about this election turtle boy than I was a couple weeks ago. Maybe I'm just getting a sucker for a good boat parade. But it just I told you that it has the greatest enthusiasm, the, the most enthusiasm I've ever seen. And the other one is a, a stumbling, bumbling uh, old man. It just the, the contrast could not be greater. Yeah, aside from the candidate contrast, it's like the, the enthusiasm towards Donald Trump right now is like nothing I've ever seen in my lifetime towards a political candidate. Now, Obama in 08 doesn't even come close to this, Jerry. The amount of people are going crazy for this guy. I didn't know he, he was this popular at all. Like in every state in the union right now, people are literally driving through in trucks and waving their flags and people are going nuts for this. And it's just very clear by watching his rallies and whatnot that these polls are fake. They're, you cannot trust it, it, them. Does it matter? Do, do boat parades and car parades and yes, truck parades and rallies, do yes. they matter? Because if they yes. do, I mean, it's Trump and do a they, landslide. Do they, matter? do they matter in Massachusetts where I no, saw 5,000 people on Route 1 yesterday? Like, what What are you doing? What's the point in that case, you know? Just to just, show you solidarity. It's just, what's wrong with it's, that? It, it, and you know what? It just looks like fun. It looks like a good time to get in that. And everyone around you, instead of, you know, flipping each other off and cutting each other off, we're all, you know, fighting for this common goal. Um, I'm going to give you the most amazing thing. And this is, I mean, try to imagine this. Try to imagine this for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris in Arizona the other day. In Arizona, 
they had a car truck Trump parade that was 96 miles long. They estimated 7,000 cars. Um, that would be, I'm, I'm in Boston right now, that would be from here to Kennebunk, Maine, or here to, I'd say, uh, Amherst, Massachusetts. That's how long the car, pro- I mean, this is just spontaneous. Uh, you know, some guys get a flag, a Trump flag, a Trump sign in their back of the pickup truck and say, let's go. And 7,000 cars and trucks got in line and honked their horns and waved and smiled and yelled and had a blast. 96 miles. Now, we've seen Biden rallies. We've seen them. They're embarrassing. And they have an excuse. They say it's because of the, the virus, which is an excuse. They, it didn't, if there were no virus, there'd, be, there'd still be no enthusiasm. But even Obama can't scare up a crowd. Did you see when he uh, introduced him, I believe, on Saturday, and Biden wasn't ready to come out? Uh, I <laughs> it saw was, it. was so awkward. It was, it it was, was like hilarious. Von Trapp family. Yeah, the Von Trapp family wins, and then nobody yeah. comes out. It was like that. And then all of a sudden, Joe waddles out of there, does the shuffle. The Biden shuffle comes out there. Hey, he does his little pretend like he's been running the whole time, like he could ever do that for more than 30 seconds. And, and, and we call, we said this the other day when I were talking about it, but everything he does looks old, sounds old. He walks old. He sounds like an angry old man. There are some guys that when they get old, they get angry and they, cause they can't, you know, they, they they know their, their best days are behind them and it's frustrating. They can't think of the words. They make up words. We'll get to that. And they just get frustrated. And every speech he gives, I mean, he only he only left home to go to uh, <laughs> yesterday. We'll go through the, the schedules of the two candidates because, I mean, the, the contrast could not be more incredible. But just watch his speeches. He's so mad and just rah, rah, rah. I mean, nobody's having fun. There are no laughs. You know, there's he is no mad. <laughs> he's, he's very angry. Mad, mad, he's an it's, angry Joe. Uh, his running mate laughed. Laugh. Laugh. She's having a great time. Oh, God. She's such a mean girl. Ooh. You know, she just, she's the Car- Carmella. Car- she's going, uh, Carmella. She wants, yeah, she, she's it's uh, so clear. Like, it's it's so clear that the laugh is her crutch. You know what I mean? Like, it's so like, annoying. It's, every it's time a, a tough question, oh or my God. yeah. Now, you know what? I, I said this the other day. It's more obvious than ever. Um, watching her, she's worse than Dan Quayle. She's worse than Sarah Palin. She's worse than Mike Dukakis. She's the worst can I've ever seen. It's just she a she will not take a question or go before a hostile hostile go before a objective media person. It's all staged, you know. Like I said the other day, the cast of Avengers, or she goes on with uh with uh, the View, Charlemagne the God, Sunny from the View. She it's all. Setup stuff with friendly uh, reporters, quote unquote. But the nervous laughter and the shake in the head, and oh, she's just so unlikable. It's a she's a terrible candidate. He was forced to do it because he had to have, you know, they had to go with the identity politics. But I bet you they're regretting it now because everyone knows this is the most important VP pick ever. She's going to be president within six months, a year, and she's. I mean, you can't even imagine. She's the first facto president, the second. January 20th happens if he gets nominated. Like she, he can't function. They know that. He's been hiding half of this campaign. They they know he can't be the president. You kidding me? She's the president from day one. Like Kamala, this is the Kamala Harris presidency. People are voting for, and I think people realize that. I think if Trump you were a Democrat 
I would find this very frustrating because obviously Trump is beatable. I mean, you barely, you have a candidate who could barely, you know, leave his basement and he's winning in the polls. If you had a good candidate, there aren't many, but if you had a Democrat with energy who could articulate, you would have a, a, a real, I mean, you'd be winning this. You'd be, you'd, you'd be, you'd be winning tomorrow. It'd be, it, you know, your, your guy would be president in January. Instead, they nominate this old doddering, just inarticulate, no energy guy, and this you know, uh, this woman, this this mean girl with this nervous laughter. It's just a terrible ticket. Which, I mean, I guess, I guess it tells you that people are uh, in some places are, are just sick of Trump and they want to change because they're voting for these two. I'm looking at Biden right now on the screen, and he just got this angry, mad, mean face on. That doesn't really usually play with voters. Plus, they know that this is the most stressful job in in on the in the world. And he he's can't. I mean, he has no energy. He has no stamina. He can't even speak for more than like twenty minutes without losing his way. Um, here's the schedule for yesterday, Turtle Boy. It's amazing. Donald Trump yesterday started his public appearances at eight thirty-two a.m. Do you know what time he finished? What time, Jerry? 1.15 a.m. <laughs> he was speaking in Miami after midnight. And, of course, you know, the usual suspects, there's a, a Morning Joe and his little honey, they, they were bitching about him breaking curfew because there's a curfew in Miami because of the virus. We know the virus doesn't affect people. Uh, it, it, it comes out at night. They were like, really like talking at, about breaking curfew. That you're not kidding. You're not being. I'm not kidding. They're talking about. You, you'll oh, see. Sure, that's sure, uh, sure. that's the Democrat talking point that he broke curfew. He spoke yesterday. Get this. Get this. Donald Trump spoke yesterday for 296 minutes. That is five <laughs> hours <laughs> with with no teleprompter, just shooting the shit. No, he has, a, he has a teleprompter, but he goes off script and then he gets back to script and goes off script. I've seen it now a hundred times. It is very redundant. Don't get me wrong. The script is redundant. He sticks to, and, and then he goes off script and tells goofy stories. And, like, and that's the thing jokes. about Trump is that no matter, even if you don't like his politics, like there's something very likable about him. Like you listen to him. He sounds like a regular person cracking jokes, making you laugh. And like his message is so positive. That's four years ago. His message was doom and gloom. It was negative. It was Mexicans are coming. We got to build a wall, all this stuff. Now it's like optimism like they're the ones that want to shut down the country and make you sit in your home and be miserable and i'm the guy who just wants to open up and have a good time like every college student in this country should be voting for donald trump do you <laughs> want to sit in your dorms and miss your glory years and not go out and party and have a good time because that's joe biden's college for you you understand that donald trump wants you to be kids and have a good time that that's a good point it is a simple message i mean I, you know, you, you've been saying it for a long time to forget about Hunter Biden. I, I'm not going to forget about Hunter Biden because he, he's directly tied to the corruption of his father. We know now the media won't cover it, but we know now his father uh, was taking money from communist China. That guy in the Oval Office is scary. That guy dealing with China, you know, in, in a matter of months is, is, is frightening. But we don't have to get to that. We don't have to go there. We could stick to the lockdown versus opening up. I mean, Trump talks, and I've seen you know probably a dozen of these rallies in the last two weeks. He talks about Biden's line from the the uh, 
from the debate saying we're heading for a winter of darkness. And he really is painting Biden as the candidate of gloom and doom. And he should. I mean, that's all Biden talks about is doom and gloom. And the coronavirus is going to kill us. And maybe we have to lock down. And uh, if you are, you know, if you're okay with that, if you're okay with locking down, keeping kids out of school, this is your guy. Trump's like, open it up. You know, he's he gets in trouble because he, he mocks, you know, the doctors and Fauci last night, or should I say this morning in Miami, they were chanting fire Fauci <laughs> pretty loud and clear too. fire Fauci. And Trump says, you know, maybe we'll do it after the election, which yeah, yeah, yeah. gets really? the, the liberals all upset because they love Fauci. The funny thing is they talk about how Trump was wrong about everything. All the things he was wrong about were things he got from Fauci. You know, yes. he listened to Fauci early on, repeated things Fauci said they were wrong. I mean, they talk about Trump misleading the country. You know, Bob Woodward's famous thing is that Trump misled the country. Yeah, Fauci said, go on a cruise on March 9th. Don't worry. Go on a cruise. Don't wear a mask. Don't worry about this. The average American has nothing to worry about. That was the sainted one. That was St. Anthony Fauci. He's been wrong. Trump's right. He's been wrong about everything. And yet people continue to defer to him. It's amazing. But not for long. If Trump wins, he's out. He uh, here's, <clears throat> Trump's day, 30 morning to 1.15 a.m., five rallies, I believe it is, 300 minutes, six, uh, five hours of, of campaigning. And, and you're right. Even when it was like zero degrees in Michigan, everyone had a good time. Everyone had a lot of laughs. Joe Biden yesterday, he left his home twice. And went uh, thirty half an hour to to, uh, to to Pennsylvania. Left his mansion in uh, in uh, Delaware to go to Pennsylvania. So he went thirty miles from home. Trump went all over, you know, Michigan, Florida, North Carolina, all over the place. And he's going to do it again today. He's got fourteen rallies in the last three days. I think he's got going to five states today. He is tireless, and he's on a bench. Regardless, regardless of what he says. It's an image, you know, it's, it's, uh, he's, he's showing you that he has the energy and the stamina for this job, even though he's 74 and the other guy clearly does not. This is yeah. going to be very, um, like talk radio, Jeff Coonery of me, but do you agree? I think I keep seeing Dan Bongino tweet this. Do you think this would be the greatest political story of all time? If Donald Trump wins, I keep seeing Bongino tweet that. Well, I'd say the first time he won was the greatest political story because nobody had thought. Yeah, even with rallies and everything else, thought there was a chance. Um, what was uh, the final tally from like five thirty eight that that uh, Hillary had a ninety eight percent chance of winning? No, five thirty eight said she had like a seventy eight percent chance on election that- night, and because they because I know this because they're they want to make you believe that this is not two thousand sixteen. So they're telling you, no, 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 no. We only said she had a seventy eight percent chance, whereas right now we're saying Biden has a ninety percent chance. That's what they're well, saying. And you have to root for Trump for a number of reasons. Clearly, you don't want this this cabal of, of, of commies, these, you know, the Bernie Sanders, AOC, Ayanna Presley, Liz Warren in the White House. I mean, you're talking about Bernie and Liz Warren having cabinet positions. You're talking about losing the country to these left-wing lunatics. You're talking about losing the country to the the candidate that Antifa supports. I mean, it's frightening the thought that tomorrow. We could be surrendering to this, this, these far-left radicals, losing everything he's built over the last four years. It is an amazing story, uh, but the bigger story is if he, lo- if he loses, I mean, 
God, it is scary to think what happens to this country if he loses. He could They're, lose. That's a, that is a possibility. Let's not. Sure. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Are, are you ready for that? But how did you feel four years ago when you, you know, you assumed going into that election, Hillary Clinton was going to win. I remember you saying right. that. And how did you feel about that? About what Hillary winning? I think, yeah, I how, did, how did you very feel discouraging. About I thought she. I think she's a vile human being. I right, think but did you like? Was it going to like ruin your four next four years of your life? Uh, no, I mean, I didn't think it was it was disaster. I think this like, is. I mean, I Bob Murchison, it was much more destructive to you than Hillary Clinton ever could have been. Right. So my Correct. point here, my point here is that your personal, unlike them, unlike them. We'll we'll get over it. If you know what I mean, like we'll, we'll be okay. We'll move see, on because we're, think we're grown scary. up. They think because they've changed the demographics with Biden. You're talking about open borders. That's more, you know, undocumented Democrats coming into the country. If you're flipping states like Arizona or North Carolina, I don't know that there's any, any coming back from that. You know, I don't. I I really don't. And and besides, Trump's the disruptor. He's the outsider. I like that the thought of continuing to do what he's been doing. You know, being being the disruptor, upsetting the deep state, upsetting the swamp creatures. Um, there's lots of things I wish he'd done in the last four years that he hasn't done. I can't believe, you know, he didn't defund NPR. I mean, that's so hard uh, that, yeah. lead the charge to fund Planned yeah. Parenthood or things like that. I, I don't know why with two days left, every single soldier's not home from Afghanistan. Why, 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 why didn't he do that? Why couldn't he do that? Because some, you know, idiot that works for him would then go and anonymously tell the New York Times that uh, he's trying to get the Kurds killed or some shit like that. That's all these people ever do. They, these people want war. There's a reason the Lincoln Project, which, by the way, is funding most of the leftist things that you're seeing on TV and stuff like that. They're all just a bunch of grifters and they're just a bunch of warmongering neocons who all voted for the Iraq war. They're all unapologetic about it. And they're mad that we finally have a president who's somewhat of an isolationist and doesn't want to send our friends overseas to die for some country that doesn't give a shit about us. It's it, it, And it's the most, <clears throat> it, it, it's a winning issue. It's the, the issue that most people would get behind. Who the hell wants to stay in Afghanistan another day other than Liz Cheney and, you know, Raytheon. And, and Ray, but I understand yeah. Raytheon makes money. Right. That's and, that, who cares about them. They, I mean, Trump's supposed to be a man of the people. He, he should have gotten the troops home, one hundred percent of the troops home by now. And if if someone says, "Oh no, we, uh, you know, the the the, the government uh, we supported, they're going to get slaughtered by the Taliban." Too bad. We had twenty nineteen years. That's enough. Have you seen the movie The Outpost? I. I was hesitant to to watch it because Jake Tapper wrote the book and he's probably making money and that makes me sick. But it's a good movie and it's another advertisement for Donald Trump. It's it 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 portrays the effort in Afghanistan as just the biggest waste of money and yeah. and and life, and treasure and blood. Um, these great soldiers are just put up, left out in this outpost in the middle of nowhere to be to be attacked by the Taliban fighters, and they put up a. It's a it's a good movie, but you watch it and you say, "Why the hell are they there? These are great men. These are the best and brightest. Why are they in this awful predicament?" And it, you don't have an answer. I mean, it doesn't make any freaking sense that we have one person in Afghanistan for another day. Doesn't no, we, that war should have lasted? Uh, three months, just wiped out all the Al-Qaeda training camps, yeah. chased uh, bin Laden out of there and ended it. Why are we right. losing men? Why are we losing a nickel? 
I mean, uh, I think most and, people agree with that, but the bottom line is there's an election tomorrow, right? And Trump's in Pennsylvania, and the biggest thing he's pushing there isn't Afghanistan. It's it's fracking, and it's going to work, right. Jerry. I'm telling you right now. I'm looking at the elector. I'm, I'm a bit of a, uh, a pollster guru, if you would say, somewhat of yep. a professional. And, you know, I study these things. Um, uh, I listen to podcasts with Trafalgar and Charlie Kirk. I'm pretty familiar with this stuff. And uh, it, it looks like pretty... Florida and they they're telling you that like Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, these are all up for grabs. They're not. Trump's going to win all of those states. He's going to win the entire South. The entire election hinges on one state. And Donald Trump realizes that. And that's why he spent all day in it the other day. And that's Pennsylvania. Okay. You might lose Michigan. You're losing by like double digits in Wisconsin. If those polls are fake, they got to be fake by a lot in order for him to win those states. But Pennsylvania, the polls are telling you he's down five on average. That state is up for grabs. He's going to win Pennsylvania. And when you win Pennsylvania, you pretty much got it locked up. I don't think he's going to lose Arizona. And after that's done, it is a wrap. There's no mathematical way around it. Well, that's good. You, I know you look at polls and you look at odds, and that's, that's good to hear um, because um, – I get swept up in the enthusiasm, the emotion, and God knows he's got that on his side. But here, and the other thing, and I've said it before, and you and I have talked about it, I don't know, I know, uh, I know people who, who support Trump. I know people who hate Trump. I got people in my own family. I got friends, neighbors who hate Trump, and they're hopeless. They're not going to change their mind. There aren't that many undecideds. But here's what I can't get, a, get away from is the thought of the, the, the people who support Trump. I don't know anybody who voted for him four years ago who's not supporting him None. this time. Nobody. It's a lie. It's a lie. They, they want to make you seem. CNN always brings people on that right. allegedly voted for him for I don't believe a single one of these liars. Now, what did you got? He came exactly as advertised. This is exactly what you voted for. You heard the tape, the Access Hollywood tape, and you were okay with it. And you voted for him in spite of that. Nothing that happened in the last four years should surprise you. So I think they're all lying. However, I have seen the opposite happen quite frequently, Jerry, in that like even in my family, right? People that I come from a conservative family, none of them voted for Donald Trump. They couldn't do it. They held their nose in the air and said, I'm too good for that. Well, he delivered in the last four years. They're all voting for him. A lot of them live in swing states. I've been posting text messages that my brother's getting Pittsburgh of the Biden campaign contacted them and they just lie to him. They're like, yeah, I'm voting for Biden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely voting for Biden. Hey, that's the other thing. That's the other thing is I don't I know again lots of Trump supporters I can't imagine any of them talking to a pollster and telling them the truth. They're, I mean, so your home they call your home phone maybe they call your cell phone, and you picture them saying, "I this is a Joe from the uh, ABC News uh, Washington Post poll or New York Times or Siena," and they're going to say, "Oh sure, you know, take your time. I got plenty of time." Oh, who am I voting for? I mean, they're not going to tell the truth to these pollsters if they talk to them at all. That's the beauty of this. If Trump wins, he has completely destroyed two professions. One would be pollsters who were wrong last time, historically wrong, and they're wrong again if he wins, and the media. The media has, I mean, the, people will never look at them the same. They are so corrupt. They're so immoral. They're so unethical. They, they just hate the man with his blind rage, and they will just lie to you every day. I mean, the... Uh, I flipped on CNN a couple times uh, this morning and, and over the weekend, and all they talk about is is the pandemic, the virus. That, Everyone's going to die. Yep, that's they, all they got. It's, it's, and then they know it's, it's the coronavirus. They know the number of cases is not really that important. It's about deaths, and deaths are way down. They know that, but they don't care. You're right. It's all they got. 
if the more they well, can talk about the virus, yeah. it the doesn't, less they have it, to talk about Biden. It doesn't poll as well as transgender abortions on demand. <laughs> like it doesn't work as well. So you stick with what works. Coronavirus is working. It, it literally saved their campaign. Trump would be winning easily were it not for coronavirus. Things were going perfectly. And it's they got what they wanted. And I wonder, I wonder if we had an honest media, if they were fair, if they were objective, would this be different? I mean, if it's a really close election, it's, you know, one point, you got to say, I mean, the media is not as influential as they used to be, but they have some effect and they just keep lying and they just keep attacking Trump and just keep covering for, for Biden. It's amazing when you think about the, the we now know that their, can, their candidate was taking money from the Chinese communists. And if you look at the numbers, CNN, ABC, NBC, they've, they've never mentioned Tony Bobolinsky's name. Never Not mentioned one. the name. I mean, you're yeah. talking CNN, 24-hour news channel, cable I told news you, network. It didn't sell. It didn't sell the way you hoped it would, Jerry. Well, that has nothing to do with it. It didn't sell. I mean, if there's a you know, if there's a wildfire in California, that doesn't sell to me either, but it's news. There is, there's a difference between your I, political agenda and news and it's news when the business partner of, of, of Hunter and Joe Biden tells you that they were taking money from the Chinese. And by the way, from a bunch of other countries, that's news. And they ignored the news because they didn't want to hurt their guy. All right. Today's episode brought to you by flagship wealth with me again, Dave McDonough, Dave, we are leading up to election night. What is going on in the markets? What's the impact here? You know, Dave, we ended up down last week again with the, uh, the virus news coming out record numbers, as well as that darn stimulus package that had zero chance of getting through Congress. So I think people are squaring up positions, certainly taking profits where they can going into next Tuesday. Remember if Democrats sweep, you know, the thought being that capital gains rates will go up. So it would be prudent to take your capital gains this year versus next. All right. So there's a lot to look into. There's a lot obviously going on in the world. We've got COVID election night. What they can do is they can go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement, and you can keep up to date with all this madness that's going on by subscribing to the captain's blog. This is what we do each and every week in video and audio form, Dave, and written form right to your email inbox. That's correct. All right. So that's what I want you to do. I want you to go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement, sign up, get the captain's blog, keep up to date. And guess what? We're going to talk to you again on Wednesday after the election to see what the impact to the market is going to be then. Until then, flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Thank you, Dave. My pleasure, David. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. And and I'll tell you what else they ignored. Anytime this guy goes on, uh, on the stump, it is... It is black comedy. I mean, it is comical. The guy is just not up for this job, uh, just not up for for even campaigning. He's uncomfortable. He's angry. He's old. He's, he's gray and just dour. Everything about Joe Biden is dour. You could see why Obama didn't endorse him and didn't campaign for him and didn't want him to be the nominee because he's a terrible Spe- nominee. Speaking of angry, he remember when he was cool and collected? He seems angry now these days, Obama. Like making fun. He seems like he's just not his normal well, I, self. I'll tell you why. Is because the same reason the media is so angry, the Scarborough, Joe Scarboroughs, and you know Chuck Todd's are so angry is because they are consumed by their hatred of Trump. Obama's speeches, if you watch them, they're all about how much he hates Trump. There's nothing yeah. to do. He, he, you know, he barely mentions Joe Biden. You know, he doesn't care about Biden. He just hates Trump. It, it, it's a good rivalry. If you could have. Obama versus Trump and just get rid of, you know, Biden and, and Harris and have those two go at it. You know, they're both uh, 
well, I shouldn't say they're both. They both have some charisma. They both are, are, are pretty good uh, speakers off the cuff. Not great, but he all he talks about is how awful you know Trump is. He is angry. You're right. He is bitter. His legacy has been destroyed by Trump, and he knows four more years of Trump, and and people won't even remember who Obama was. There'll be nothing left of his legacy of his presidency. But Biden, I mean. I guess I could look at the bright side and say four years of Biden will be comic comedy gold. I mean, it will be ignored by, you know, late night comedians or Saturday night live, but we'll have some laughs over the weekend. I don't know if you saw it, heard it, but he's got a new tact, a new, a new strategy. He's uh, make, you know, he can't win on the issues. Obviously he can't win on anything besides the virus. He can't win on, you know, fracking or energy or oil or, you know, you name it, on uh, the economy, but he can win on. Don't you think? Rock and I think it's a right for people that bad in health care. <laughs> Don't you think it's a right for people that better than care? <laughs> play, play what that. What was one. he saying? What what was that 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 was he he Hold on. That's what Brock and I think it's a right for people that bad at health care. <laughs> bad at care. Okay, you're you're pretty good at this. You speak moron. Can you tell me what bad at care is? I don't know, but Tim Poole put out a pretty good tweet yesterday. It said, "I'm voting for Kafev, not better better care." Right, yeah. That was a huge deal when Trump tweeted yeah. out some made up word. And he fell asleep on his phone. Another, I mean, I'm, again, I, you know, I get caught up in the the media and just how corrupt and how dishonest they are. But and they'll ignore this. But uh, Tucker had a special uh, Sunday night show last night, and he and uh, Mark Stein just had a great laugh. I was laughing my ass off. He made up two words over the weekend. That's one better care care which even if you're a Trump supporter and you speak, I mean, a Biden supporter and you speak Biden, you can't tell me what that is. It doesn't sound like anything. Better care. care. Yeah. I mean, just, it's just another Biden gaffe. What are you going to do? And uh, what's the other one, Cullinane, the, uh, the other word he made up? Look, I'll do what he's unable to do. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. <laughs> he sounds like he's like crying the whole time. Like everything with him just sounds negative and pathetic. He's not going to people in Pennsylvania. I know if you, if you've been to Pennsylvania, you, you know what people are like there. They don't like guys like this. Like they don't want him. Trump is going to win Pennsylvania by four or five points. I'm telling you, he's going to win wow. big in Pennsylvania. Who's like the uh, terrible. You would know this. Who's like the Benny on the left on social media that posts all those clips of the rallies and stuff like that. He's not like, he doesn't have an organization or anything like that, but he posted last night that Trump at one of his rallies accidentally called Biden Bernie. Like it was the biggest deal in the world. And that it's something like Trump is forgetful, like Biden, as if it's even remotely remotely comparable to Biden doing it every time. Yeah, I'm not sure they want to go there. No, I don't think you want to. I mean, Biden Biden is screwed up. So he doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know what he's running for. He doesn't know his running mate is. I mean, he is a mess. I can't stand his wife either. I really hate his wife. Oh, I know. Think of what she's doing. I mean, besides that, I just can't stand her voice. You're the wife. You're the caretaker of this man who's clearly in the throes of dementia, who's and which is not a surprise. He's almost 78. Uh, he's he's old. He's frail. 
he's he's not well and she's forcing him out there because she wants the power you know she is the power hungry one in this family and he's just kind of going along she's grabbing him literally by the arm and dragging him for these occasional appearances before putting him back you know in the bunker she in the end is going to be the villain here because he's not up for this he never should have run you know, Never you got to look on the bright side. I mean, I, I'm thinking he's going to win. I'm thinking positive. However, if he loses and it's four years of this, whatever, there's nobody. I mean, who's going to retire from the Supreme Court? Clarence Thomas, is that going to happen in the next four years? Maybe, maybe. But no, Clarence will be, he'll be smarter than Ruth Bader Ginsburg. He'll retire if there's a Republican president. So, so if Trump gets reelected, he'll retire. Right, right. That's that's that would be the selfless. That would be a very smart, selfless thing to do. If Clarence right, that's what he'll do. He's not a friggin' narcissist like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who would not allow Obama to name her replacement. So that is angry, you know, handmaiden ladies. Blame your hero. It's all our BG's fault. She's the one that refused to retire at the age of eighty-three. She could have stepped down at eighty-three and had someone just as radical as she was in her place. You know, because that was her wish, her dying wish. But she didn't because she was such an egomaniac. She didn't want to give up the job at like, the age you of think 83. Breyer is another Clinton appointee. He might retire if a Democrat wins. I mean, or else you're taking a pretty big risk. Like you said, it could happen to you again. So I don't like there's not. My point is that, like, he got the good four years in. No president in American history has had three Supreme Court vacancies fill in a one term, in just one term. Right. Trump got to do that. So even if he loses, like that, the Supreme Court is the most long-lasting legacy we could have ever hoped for. Yeah, absolutely, and 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 you've said it before. And if you if you meet a never Trumper, you know, like a Michael Graham, just remind yeah. them if they had their way, there'd be three radicals. The Supreme Court would be, you know, six to three or seven to two with uh, with Roberts. You know, for the bad guys, that would have been the legacy of these never Trumpers, who. Um, who are so full of it. You mentioned it before the, the Lincoln project, they're campaigning, not just against Trump. They're campaigning for Biden. It's not like they're saying not just that know, they're campaigning, against, they're campaigning, campaigning against, against Republicans, you know, in the Senate or the house. They're, they're full Susan of Collins. You're going after Susan Collins. You're going right. after Mitch McConnell. Like they, they're just charlatans. They're, comp they're, and they've all made out quite well from this. I know, I've seen right. the numbers. They've raised like $40 million. They're, they each have company, you know, credit cards, you know, the, and they're, you know, probably get cars that least. And I mean, they're making a fortune. They're living, living a good life and they're not content to just defeat Trump. They want to defeat all Republicans. They're full of it. I hate never Trumpers. I hate the Lincoln project. And, and we'll, we'll remember, you know, people like you and me will remember what they did or what they tried to do. We'll see if they can do it today. But here's here's the other thing that gives me hope. Again, I feel so much better than I did a couple of weeks ago. You and, you and I have talked about this every week. The polls have tightened. Clearly, Biden's uh, leading nationally like that matters. Who cares? Uh, but even in the battleground states, if you believe the polls, Biden's going to win. I don't believe the polls. I don't believe Trump supporters talk to pollsters. And if they do, they lie. That matters. Enthusiasm matters because you got to get out and go to the polls. I mean, you saw how cold it was in Michigan yesterday. Trump mm -hmm. spent half a speech talking about how cold he was. It was a little awkward, I'll admit. One thing they've done, and it's brilliant, and I don't know if this is Kelly McEnany or Scarvino or someone, they bring this video, they bring this big screen with them on the road. It's a major you know, undertaking, but they put this big screen up, and the video they show is brilliant. It's a combination of you know Trump's 
enthusiasm and the parades and the flags and Biden's gaffes and Kamala Harris's, you know, radical agenda. It's really, really well done. And he just stands there and looks at it and everybody, you know, is, is, is watching and laughing along with him. And then he goes back to these weird tangents about his, you know, about his hair or something. He goes on some strange tangents, but anyway, you're going to talk for five hours. You got to kind of be, uh, be able to go off the cuff. Um, those are the Jerry, two Jerry, reasons. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you got planned for tomorrow night? By the way, what's your plan? Um, well, sober October's over. So if Biden's winning, I'm going to drink heavily. No, I mean, are you going to be having any live commentary with this? People want to know. You uh, should call into the I Turtle don't... Boy live show tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow would be a good day to make your debut. Okay, I'll think about it. All right, back to this. All right, back okay. to back to this. I just gave you two reasons I feel good about this. Here's a poll that you don't hear about for obvious reasons, but it's a good approach. It's a good way to, uh, to try to gauge uh, people's, uh, how they're going to vote. I believe it's uh, this organization called the USC. I got it here. It's uh, from, you know, University of Southern California. They have this uh, group that does polling. U.S. Dorn, Dornsife, USC Dornsife poll. And they ask a question. I don't have the latest numbers, but they ask a question, not just who you're going to vote for, which, again, people lie. Here's what they ask. Who are your friends voting for? Who are you? And Trump does much, much better. If you ask somebody, you call up, you say, who are you voting for? People are afraid to get doxxed. They're afraid to, to be labeled racist and misogynist. So they don't tell the truth. They don't say, yeah, I'm with Trump. I mean, let's be honest. If, you know, you put a Trump sign outside your house, you're going to get, A, they'll steal it, and B, your house will get egged or a brick through your window. That's the way, you know, Democrats uh, do it. But think of this. If I were to ask you, you know, you talk about your family supporting Trump, maybe they don't want to bother telling the pollster, yeah, I'm a Trump guy, because they feel like they'll, you know, it'll put them in an awkward spot. Well, who are your friends like? Who are your friends voting for? And the numbers are much different. Trump does much better when you ask who are the people you know, friends, family, voting for. That's a more accurate um, reflection of how the country's uh, going when you think about it. I mean, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> why you do you say? I don't understand that. Like, okay, who cares? You, all right. Well, hold on. Let's let's go through this. Have you seen how people treat Trump supporters? Yeah, I've seen it. Okay, do you, have you Pretty seen badly. the way they treat people who have a Trump sign or Trump bumper sticker, or should I say a Trump hat? Have you yes, seen, seen how that. they treated, you know, Nick Sandman and the Covington kids? I did. I, I, I'm familiar with that, yes. Okay, so that. if you are a Trump supporter publicly, if you have a hat on that says MAGA or you have a Trump sticker on your car, you know that there's a chance you'll be doxxed, that you'll be harassed, that your car oh, will get keyed. Right, right. Understand? Right, I, I get that. Oh, good, good, good. So you're following me so far. But what so about the famous? There's a stigma that comes with being a Trump supporter. Yeah, yeah, we some, all, right. But if you say, you know, you, oh, no, I'm not supporting Trump, but oh, my friends are, those crazy friends. They'll admit that, but they won't admit that they themselves are Trump supporters for obvious reasons. I guess so, but it's almost like at the same time, it, you you have to like, announce that you've defriended all your Trump supporter friends, like, or else you're not even doing your job. Like it's, it's gotten that extreme where you can't even be friends with people who support Donald Trump, unless you be associated with them by association. You know what I mean? 
Oh, yes. I mean, this could have been the funniest uh, uh, like, cut clip. How, in the whole how come Trenny's not on there? How come Trenny's never a guest on here? She doesn't want to do it. I mean, she doesn't want only, to be associated only, with you. I'm telling you. you she doesn't the want only to be liberal who's not afraid to fight is, is Reamer. And because yeah, he's and, a fake liberal. Uh, but most liberals are afraid to fight. They know that in a battle of you know ideas, they lose. It's all about emotion with them. But um, uh, if you're if you are a Trump supporter, I don't say your life's in danger, but certainly your property is your your property, your hat. You go out in public. I mean, we've seen uh, Biden supporters take the hats off of children, seven year old children. They steal their hats. Why is the country? Uh, boarding up right now. Hold on. I want to get to the boarding up, but let's talk about Don Lemon briefly because it was the biggest lie. It's saying a lot when you're watching CNN, but all you, all they do is lie, lie, lie. Um, the latest lie from Don Lemon was that he had to get rid of all his friends who support Trump because they're like addicts. He said they got to hit. That's what off. I mean. That's what I mean. You, like you have to announce that. Don Lemon has a single friend who supports Trump. One. That's a good point. But where's he? Isn't he from a red state? He said he's from a red state. I don't know what state that is, but if he is from a red state, I bet you he's got like friends from back home, but probably not too many people that he regularly hangs out with for sure that are conservative. None. Uh, well, I said that maybe the bartender that he he stuck his hand down the bartender's pants, the guy who's suing him on Long I did Island. not know that. That's interesting. Oh, sure, you, you didn't know that. Google he it. Pulled, he, he pulled a Kevin Spacey? Yes, of course. Yes. Ooh, and, you know, interesting. He, you know, you don't. Know, hear much about it but yes so that bartender is suing him i believe um that guy maybe is a trump supporter but that's the closest he gets to trump supporters occasionally when he sticks his hand down their pants but don lemon has no republican friends he has he hangs out in that bubble with with chris cuomo and anderson cooper and you know all the rest of i guarantee chris cuomo has republican friends he's such a douchebag i guarantee he hangs out with a lot of meatheads at the come on you don't think chris cuomo has republican friends uh, I don't know, but I I don't I didn't like the story yesterday. I love the parades, the boat parades, the car parades. But when Trump supporters uh, stopped traffic on a bridge in New York, I said they didn't. The cops shut them down. That's um, fake news, Jerry. But that was the Mario Cuomo Bridge. So I said, oh, oh that, okay. the one in New York. I thought you meant in the Garden State Parkway. There was actually the police no, in New York. Stopped they stopped traffic on the Mario Cuomo Bridge, and I said that's okay. Take the sign off it. I, you, I don't care what you do to the Mario Cuomo. Why has he got a bridge named after him? Gotta hate when they name things after these hack politicians. Uh, but right now, and it is incredible. They're doing it in Boston. They're doing it, certainly doing it in Seattle and Portland and New York. People are boarding up their businesses, and uh, some people are boarding up their homes, and they're begging people not to, you know, destroy. That's not going to help. If Biden loses, if Trump wins, we're looking at the worst. Uh, unrest, civil unrest we've seen since George Floyd. Probably worse than anywhere because this is how they react now. I pre- I said this in June. It worked, right? They In places like Portland and Seattle, they don't get arrested. They win the day. They, they defund the cops. You know, they do, they win by violence. They win by uh, vandalism. They don't pay any price. We've seen it in Portland. The same people get arrested for looting and, and violence and arson over and over and over again. They go in, they get a picture taken, they walk out. No fines, no bail, no nothing. Those people are going to lose it tomorrow night, Turtle Boy, if Trump wins. Or should I say, you know, three weeks from Tuesday when they finally declare Trump the winner, 
it is going to be unbelievable the amount of destruction they do. Most of it, by the way, in in minority neighborhoods, and most of the businesses are owned by you know minorities in in these places. But they, but it's going to be out of control, like something we've never seen before. Yeah, and this is just par for the course. I mean, what does that tell you? The fact that they have to board these things up, and people are saying, well, it's going to happen either way. It's nothing's going to happen if Joe if Biden wins. Nothing right. will happen. Like, like, stop acting like this is a both sides thing. They're doing this is, because know, they know the that their supporters biggest, are terrorists. Right. One of the biggest lies is that they're boarding up because of, oh, maybe there'll be unrest after the election. But I got no, they're boarding up because of Dem- because of Biden supporters who might be angry. You know, if and by the way, even if Biden wins, there's going to be some of that because you never miss an opportunity to steal a pair of you know sneakers or, or steal a washing machine. If you can, you go and you get it. And I mean, it's free. They don't arrest you. They don't make you go to jail. So why not loot? That's And as Trump always points out, it's all in Democrat run cities, all in cities with Democrat mayors and mostly in states with Democrat governors. That's who riots. That's who loots. And they're going to do it tomorrow night. It is unbelievable, though, that you have to board up a business, a shoe store. You have to board it up because one candidate might win and the other one might lose. That's and, and, you know, people are lots of people are okay with it. Yeah. That's, that's how they, that's how they act out. I mean, this, they know that this is what their supporters are like. They did nothing to stop them from rioting until it became politically unpopular and they right. turned them into polls and they're like, yo, ch- like, chill out guys yeah, for like an hour wait till wait till you know if he wins again then burn it all down i don't give a shit uh but th- they, they know that this is their base they know that this is the the type of people that they can count on to do their dirty work for them all, the ironic part is they just they don't destroy red areas they just destroy democrat controlled shitholes and make them worse <laughs> no, and, they, and I, I if i were trump or trump you know whatever trump supporter kaylee mack and any one of these people my final message Tell me if you if you like this. You're you know you're pretty astute politically. You like the you know the whole wonky political strategy. My final message would be: a vote for Biden is a vote for Antifa. It's a vote for BLM. It's a vote for more rioting, looting, more and lockdowns. The cops and lockdowns. People hate the lockdowns. Yeah, that's a good point. Lockdowns and Antifa. How about that? Mm -hmm. Two words. That's those are Trump people. Lockdowns and Antifa. Vote for Biden. Vote for like, those two things. There's nothing else that they stand for, Rick. When you think about it, when it comes to coronavirus, they've still never told us what they're going to do. Like what what you're going to do differently, Joe. This contact tracing stuff that they're pushing to that sounds Orwellian. Like you're going to go. Restaurants are now requiring you to like give your name and address when you go to eat there. Nobody's going to. They're killing businesses. Nobody's going to. This is the country that they want. Is just this ultimate police state lockdown nonsense that violates your civil liberties. And I think a lot of people don't, and by the way, they're going to take all your money in taxes too, which for the first time I've never seen a Republican president, Jerry get endorsed by like multiple rappers and people like Red Favre and Bobby Orr and Jack Nicholas. Like it's cool to like Donald Trump. He's a cool person. Just admit it. Right. And, and, you know, the, then you have the rich white liberals, you know, the Chelsea handlers saying, oh, how dare they? They're not black if they support Donald Trump. And a guy like 50 Cent not only to support Trump, but he tells you why. He says, I, I think Biden's tax plan is, is just too much. I, I don't want to pay 62% of my money in taxes. That's simple and easy to understand. And the rich white liberals don't have any answer for it other than, uh, you're black. You can't vote for him. You're black. I mean, they're just, it's just racism. That's what it is. Chelsea Handel is a racist. 
drunken racist hag. And, you know, again, you vote for Biden, you're voting for Antifa lockdowns and Chelsea Handler. I'm going to make my list. But I, we should get to that because you mentioned Bobby Orr. I wanted to get to Bobby Orr because that was a big deal in, in my little world over the weekend. And we got to get to the Patriots for, you know, for, uh, for a, a little bit anyway, because uh, uh, maybe they've hit rock bottom. Who knows? But uh, let me tell you about Shea Concrete before we get to all that. Shea Concrete, this is for you homeowners and home builders. Did you know, did you know Shea Concrete uh, and my brother-in-law, Greg, has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you knew that. I've been telling you about that. This is a good time to listen, to get yourself some new steps for your old home. Or if you're building a new home, uh, Shea has great values designs for any home. Available in concrete, you can customize your steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new techniques can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home and increase its value. That's key. This is an investment in your home. And you don't have to do anything except pick out the steps and you watch them, take the old steps, drag them away. That's a, a lot of work, but you don't have to do a thing. You can sit in the window and watch them do it. And when they're done, your house will be more beautiful and be worth more. Makes all the sense in the world. They can remove your new steps and have you walking on new steps within hours. doesn't even take a lot of time. You can have this done before winter really rolls in. Learn more about Shea's Concrete Steps at SheaConcrete.com. That is SheaConcrete.com. All right, a couple things, Turtle Boy and Cullinane. If you're, I don't know, is Cullinane still with us? Oh, I yeah, haven't sure. noticed lately. Oh, you oh, yeah. tweeting about wrestling or something? Um, Always. Um, the, the I love Bobby Orr. Bobby Orr is one of. I mean, uh, there. I don't want to get too, you know, to become too much of a hero worshiper with athletes. I've learned that there at times they're not as as wonderful as they seem. It can be dangerous to worship these guys, and you find out what they're really like. So, I'm always a little hesitant to say this guy's just an amazing human being, but. Bobby Orr is an amazing human being. I've been around him enough to know he's incredibly charitable. He's he's so good to little people. He treats the little people great when no one's looking. That is a guy with real character. I've told the story before, but we, for the Jimmy Fund, we took a private jet to Florida a couple times with Bobby Orr to raise money for the Jimmy Fund. And one time we took a couple of patients, kids from the Jimmy Fund clinic and, um, uh, Bobby just spent the whole time with them on the plane at dinner. Couldn't have been nicer. I tweeted out a picture of one of the kids with Bobby at dinner. I mean, he's just a huge heart. He's just a great, great man. And he's uh, a Trump guy, which, again, is dangerous in this world. He not only endorsed Donald Trump, he paid for an ad in the Manchester Union Leader. He bought an ad to endorse Trump in New Hampshire which immediately sent all the people who, you know, the, the liberals who used to like or into a tizzy. They can't believe one of their heroes. Another guy be- paid for an ad telling him how disappointed he was. Who did, did that? that? Another no. guy, the Boston Globe had a, like a headline today. Man writes letter to editor or like takes out ad in response to Bobby Orr. So some it's guy out there who's like, you know, people, the Globe's a good example. They, they're their hockey guy. Kevin DuPont's this, this pathetic jock sniffer. Uh, old oh, the guy. murder hornets guy, huh? Yes, the murder yeah. hornets guy. Yeah. yeah, he's the murder hornets guy. Yep. Yeah, that guy. I mean, he blocked me on Twitter, so I don't get to see all the stupid tweets. But I'm sure he loved or and now he's doesn't know what to do. Dale Arnold, another guy, hates Trump. You know, big Biden supporter, doesn't know what to do now because his hero 
likes to, actually likes the president. And not only does Orr like the president, he gives you reasons. You know, the economy. I mean, he, he likes but Trump's policies, you know, he's he, he believes in the Trump uh, approach and they don't know what they don't know how to handle this because all they do is handle the deal in emotion and say, oh, you know, he Trump orange man bad, but the, the, the dumb tweets and, you know, he's mean to uh, people and, and they don't know how to handle someone that actually has a brain, has his reasons and likes the president, supports the president. It was beautiful. I love or more now than I ever have. And I love the fact that people, you know, the, these these whiny liberals have decided they don't like Orr anymore. Screw them. We got more important things. The country's, the future of the country's at stake, and Orr is on the right side. I love the man. It does seem to happen for one political party specifically, right? Like it happened to Jack Nicholas. It happens to Bobby Orr. Meanwhile, like Lady Gaga is getting trolled for her video about, uh, you know, going to vote. But it's because she's being a phony. She's being like Elizabeth Warren with the let's go have a beer type moment. She's not getting shit for who she endorses. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's no. one side. Right. I mean, it's, it's one way. Know. It's one way. That's why I respect these guys like. Or Jack Nicholas, that I respect them more, or the rappers, you know, 50 Cent, Lil Wayne, because it takes balls, it takes guts, it takes real courage to endorse the sitting president of the United States in today's climate. You know, they're going to try and cancel you any way they can, dox you, they're going to try, they're going to go after your family. That's how yeah. they do things. But even, not even just them, but like influencers on social media, like people like Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh, uh, Tim Poole. Clay Travis, none of those guys voted for Donald Trump in 2016. None of them endorsed him. They're all in. These people with actual influence are like, dude, vote for Trump. They're being very like emphatic about it. Like the, Clay Travis worked on the freaking Al Gore campaign, like from Tennessee. Uh, Tim Pool is like literally like a, a left. He worked for Vice. You know, these people are leftists, a lot of them, or people like Shapiro, who were never Trumpers initially, that grew up and they realized oh, wait, he's actually doing what he said he was going to do. And there, more importantly, there's no you shouldn't reward shitty behavior. And that's what you're doing if you vote for Joe Biden. You're legitimizing the way they treated the Covington kids, the way they treated Kavanaugh, the way they treat everyday Americans. You're legitimizing that by voting for Joe Biden. Right, and you're, uh, the Russian hoax, the Ukraine, the, the phony Ukraine impeachment. I mean, the idea that Trump is like mean to the media or mean to the Democrats mm -hmm. They 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 lied about him. said said he was a Russian asset, a Russian agent for three years. They lied about him and tried to impeach him, uh, or uh, they did impeach him. Consider what he's impeached for. He was impeached for saying they should look into the corruption of the Biden family. I would say he's been vindicated. The idea that the FBI didn't come out with the uh, the material that was on that laptop before the Ukraine impeachment is bizarre to me. Trump should fire Christopher Ray long before he fires Fauci. That guy is the worst. But worse. they impeached him for saying we should look into the Biden's connection to this corrupt company. Um, that you know what? He was right. He was right. They 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 tried to destroy Kavanaugh, made up lie after lie. Why should he ever be civil to the people like the, media, the members of the media and the Democrats? Who like Adam Schiff? Is he supposed to be civil to Adam Schiff? Chris Murphy? I mean, these are sleazy lion snakes. I, I I think he's been too kind to them. That's my my take. Absolutely. Like I had I knew that the media was always biased towards liberals. I knew that before Donald Trump. But 
that's one thing I honestly learned from this presidency is just how corrupt and just how much they lie to you and the what they're willing to report and what they're not willing to report. It's never been so transparent right. as it is right now. Like that is his most effective thing for me that in the last four years, the fake news, it literally is fake. That's his, you know, one of the great things he's done is he's exposed these liars, these frauds. Um, and you just know he'll continue to do it if he, uh, uh, if he gets reelected. All right. A couple things. Uh, did you see the tweet from Renee Graham from the Boston Globe? Typical Globey. And by the way, NPR, you know, B, uh, NPR leech. Who's uh, here's, here's the tweet from Renee Graham from the Boston Globe, a picture of a Trump parade where everyone's got American flags and a picture of ISIS. Uh, and she says, see the difference. Me neither. Now, uh, ironically, Renee Graham has a, a pride flag, a rainbow flag on her Twitter, you know, next to her name on her Twitter uh, page there. Um, I'll give you one difference, Renee. On the right, those people, they will throw gay people off of buildings. They will they will murder them. On the left, they would welcome them in. They welcome them in They like they welcome, you know, Richard Grinnell. They, they, they would love to have more the merrier in the Trump parade. That's one of the differences. One of them is uh, advocating freedom and liberty and, you know, plus the driving, life, the the driving one, Fords on the left on the right, they're driving Toyotas. So right. <laughs> we buy, we buy it's American. So absurd, but that's a typical globy. I mean, it is, the, 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 it's another thing uh, Trump has done. He's like ruined people like that. That's, that's a, a, a but this is who they always were. This is who they always right. were in the inside. Right. And Trump has brought that out. And that's the beauty of it. Now we know who these people are. You see, you see a tweet like that. It's so ignorant. And the, the fact that a woman like this can work for a major institution, like the Boston globe, like she's obviously not, if she truly believes that she's just a stupid, stupid person. And the fact that she can have a job at the Boston globe, despite being this stupid, and she's got multiple boxes that she could check off in the diversity thing that it supposedly work against her. Apparently, those things work in favor of you because nobody that stupid, I would hope, could get a job. Like if it was like a if a, your I mean, average white guy was that stupid. Not, it, it's a good point, but it's not a real job. I mean, the globe is bleeding money and Jeez, losing millions. John, it's just a little you know, it's a little vanity project for Linda Pizzuti. I mean, she's well, she works at NPR and the Globe. I mean, do you think? that she does anything of value? I mean, do you think people like buy the paper to read that drivel? Of course not. She's a charity case. Everyone at the do. Globe and NPR, they're they just, do. what? The, the people in Wellesley and new, these like suburban, you know, uh, Boston suburbs that are like 80% liberal, they all buy the Globe. They all still read the Globe, Jerry. No, they don't. They have seen the numbers, the, the, the circulation. It's in the toilet. No of course it's gone it. down, but people still buy it. So enough people still buy it that it can function. You don't, you don't see it uh, too often. But anyway, that's a typical Globey. How about this guy, John Mulaney, this alleged comedian who's hosted Saturday Night Live like a hundred times? What what is he on? What show is he on? What is he known for? I don't even know. He, he had a show and then it got canceled. I think he's just kind of one of these comedy darling. You know what I mean? I, I, right. he, he hasn't right. had too many things that are successful, but I think he's uh, you know maybe his stand up tours do well and shit like that. But everything he, he's public facing always gets canceled. I've I've seen him on SNL before, and he's I don't know. I guess he's funny, but he has lost it. They've lost it, by the way. They went from you know doing. Uh, Trump doing having Baldwin do Trump and having Jim Carrey do Biden and doing you know kind of you know back and forth to just going all in. They got there's no there was no Trump no Baldwin last week. All it was was Jim Carrey as Biden and them saying 
crossing their fingers and saying, please vote for us. I mean, that's that's an alleged comedy show. Another thing Trump has done, he's killed comedy. There's no comedy uh, with these people. They're, I mean, the late night comedians, all the Colbert's and Jimmy Fallon's, there's no comedy. Because he's funnier just, than them. He's funnier just, than them. Right. Good point. They're just part of the Biden team. So Mulaney goes on and he in one in one riff, he dumps on the greatest generation, which, you know, I don't think is very popular thing to do. I think most of us, we love and, and revere people in the greatest generation who saved the world. But and then he then he calls Trump supporters Nazis. That's the state of humor where the big this comedian, alleged comedian, calls people who support the president, you know, 65, 70 million of us Nazis. Can we now my nana is going to vote and she's 94 years old. And oh yes. Uh, do you applaud for things that you don't think are a good idea? Uh, listen, this might this is uh, this is my opinion. Uh, not, I don't think it's gonna be that popular. Why don't we shut the door so no one hears it? Uh, I, I don't think maybe she should vote. Uh, you know, you don't get to vote when you're 94 years old. You don't get to order for the table when you're about to leave the restaurant. <laughs> I'm sorry, that joke is ageist. That is wrong. It is wrong to say one age group is better than another. That would be like calling yourselves the greatest generation. <laughs> oh, oh, we fought the Nazis. Well, we're trying to fight the new Nazis if you'd get out of the way and stop voting for people you saw in between coin collector commercials. Enough. I mean, what it was funny asshole. until he got to that part. I, I did kind of like the part about not being able to vote when you're 94. Kind of what an asshole. Funny. Honest to God, we're fighting the new Nazis. That's when you are out of ideas. That's when you are just a blank slate. What a moron. What an asshole. But anyway, anyway, hopefully, uh, you know, this 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 guy will lose. This guy and Chelsea Handler and Antifa and and uh, Don Lemon and the rest of them. That's who you're voting against if you vote uh, for Donald J. Trump. And I ran the numbers on uh, your New England Patriots. I know, Turtle Boy, you're a big fan, Cullinan. You're a Yahoo fan. Uh, I'm going to do this every week. I'm going to see. I'm going to kind of project forward for uh, Cam Newton, your quarterback. By the way, are we still talking about giving him a big contract extension? Is that still on the table? I don't know what the option is, Jerry. <laughs> That's the thing about <laughs> the, the Patriots. Him. That's not an option. Like and, we, like look, we at, look around the league. Every like, – and I – Tweeted this, and you know, some people took it literally. I said every team has a better quarterback than the Patriots. It's no. close. I mean, maybe not the not. Cowboys. The Cowboys have Dak Prescott. Well, did he play last night? No, he's hurt. But they have Dak okay. Prescott. Well, not right now. They don't. Quarterback ahead. next year. The Patriots will have Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer. I mean, I I don't even know what you do now. Wasn't wasn't trading Brady for Dak on the table in the offseason? I don't. Not that I recall. I don't. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I feel like you and I were talking about that. Didn't Mute say that was going to happen? I forget. Oh, this yeah, is just. Well, you don't trade him. You just sign him. He was a free agent. Mute said Dallas was one of the possible destinations. I, of course, said he was going to Tampa in January. Uh, right, but we know. I, I did the. We know. I, I did the projections. Cam Newton's on a pace. On pace for four point five touchdown passes and fifteen interceptions this season. That's his pace. Four touchdowns. He's on a four touchdown pass pace. He's 30. He's 29th in QB rating with a 73.2. He's a gift. He's 36th he's a gift. in touchdown passes in the league. 36th. 
It couldn't. It couldn't have played better. We got praise for signing him, especially, and then now we're going to be so bad that we'll be in good position to get Trevor Lawrence. We, we still Trevor. get the, no. We're not. We can still get the Jets twice. You can't. I mean, we're going to we're going to beat the Jets Jack twice. Lawrence, there's three or four teams behind you, and other the Texans teams are still against, on there. Yeah. You can't get Trevor Lawrence. You can get somebody. I mean, you can get. I don't know Justin Fields. You can get somebody, but you can't get Trevor Lawrence. Maybe here's what you could get if, if you know the Jets were open to dealing Sam Darnold to New England, you could get Sam Darnold if they get Trevor Lawrence because God knows they're not going to pass on Trevor Lawrence. And then Sam Darnold. You want available. Sam Darnold? Ugh. Well, would you? Ugh. Do you think Sam Darnold's better than than uh, Jared Stidham or Brian Hoyer? I don't. But what, what's the point of having him? He's just going to lose. He sucks. He's so bad. He couldn't beat Notre Dame in college. He sucks, Jerry. Sam okay, Donald's one of the Jared worst Stidham's quarterbacks I've ever better? seen. You, hold on, hold on. You think Jared Stidham's better than Sam Donald? N- they're close, but no, I don't think. I, I think no, Sam Donald's a little bit not, better than Jared. Stidham. Not if you want to upgrade your quarterback position, you must what's, make a trade. No, you might as well tank. You, you don't upgrade to a guy who is thirty first. Talking about doing it today. I'm talking about next year. You don't do what the hell's the point of that? No, I could think of a, a a bunch of others. Why not go after Matthew Stafford? Something like that. I mean, he needs a new home now. You think he's going to stay in Detroit much longer? I don't know. He makes a lot of money, and you know, I don't know. Um, they clearly don't have the guy on their roster. Here's the problem they have beyond everything else is, um, uh, you if you make the move to Stidham now as they should to see what they got. What do you do with Newton? Newton's your backup, or do you just cut him? What do you? Do I mean. With Newton? Newton's not going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL next year, is he? So he's got to get used so. to being a backup, he's gonna, right? He's going to sign for a minimum or be a backup like uh, Jameis Winston or something like that. He can't. He's, he's getting praise for saying all the right things in post games. I, I feel he seems like a nice ass. And, and let's see if he if he really is the good guy that everybody says he is, right? If he can deal with that, then yeah, he's. I, know, I, they, I, they, we, I guess we weren't like laughing at his outfit yesterday or his, you know, what a great interview he is because it is, he's like the anti Brady. He's, he doesn't make the best great decisions. He's not accurate. And when the game is on the line, he, he coughs up the football. I mean, it's just, it's it, the, the, the difference in your last quarterback and this quarterback is just so striking and you don't see any hope. I mean, do you think he's going to show up like next week and suddenly be accurate, suddenly make good decisions, suddenly hold on to the ball I mean, he's got two no. touchdowns. The season's almost half over. Their their offense is inept. I mean, the defense wasn't terrible yesterday, but it doesn't matter. You know, they it's over. They're five games behind the Pittsburgh Steelers in the race for the best record in the AFC. <laughs> and they're uh I mean, it's uh, it's it's technically it's over, but they still do they get the Jets twice. You gotta think that's two wins, right? I guess. I mean, they, I mean, you sure? Could, they could happen. I mean, maybe. I don't know. They get the Chargers. That should be a win, probably. Uh, I mean, it could happen. They could They could still finish 9-7. and seven. seven teams make the playoffs this year. You never know. Cam did get us back in that game yesterday. He had yeah. a good second half. Let's he not did. overlook that. I mean, and, and he's, a, he's a good runner, obviously. But, uh, I mean, that you, you fumble. with All you have to do is hold on to the ball, and you go to overtime, and you, and you cough it up. It just felt like, you know, that – it felt hopeless. It feels hopeless. It it looks hopeless. Um, and the coaches know it, by the way, when you have an onside kick and to start the second half, you, I mean, uh, you know, with it's a desperation move, the onside kick. And how about 12 seconds left in the half and they don't run a play and throw to the end zone. They kick a field what goal. What the hell was that? That's the that part I didn't understand. Coach, that's coach who knows it's hope. That's a coach who has no faith in this quarterback, in this offense, who says, you know, we could, 
And they ask about after the game, and he mumbles something about, uh, oh, it was a low percentage play. Well, no kidding, it's a low percentage play. But I watched a lot of football this weekend. You know what changes games is pass interference in college and the pro. Pass interference calls. So you throw to the end zone. You hope for one of these ticky-tack interference calls. You get the ball at the one. You score. He didn't even try. He has no faith in this quarterback. He knows it's hopeless. That's why you kick an onside kick at that point because you don't have any faith in your team. It's over, and it's not even, you know, election day. It, it was – and and it you know you're seven games in and you're playing for if if you know the Jets if they were if the Jets weren't so bad if the Jaguars weren't so bad you'd say that maybe that'd be pretty exciting if you had a chance for, to get Trevor Lawrence but they don't I said it from the beginning they'll win you know whatever six games which is no I mean, Mitch Trubisky land. would be an update he would be better than Cam Newton right 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 I yes. mean something like, like that I mean that's that's what they'll have to get because yes. to tell you one thing even the this team is not just going to be bad for like a year. This is going to be like a six or seven year rebuild. They are starting from scratch. This is the, pro this is what you get from, you know, 20 years of dicking around in the draft and drafting nobody and just drafting long snappers and kickers in the fifth round and ridiculous, stupid picks and Sony Michelle in the first round. This adds up. I mean, you can get away with this shit when you have Tom freaking Brady and you hit, you know, you hit goal with Gronk once in a while. Something like that happens. But eventually this catches up to you and it is going to be a long road to recovery. This, oh, they're going to suck. Up. Look at Bart Scott over here with that analysis. Wow. Are you going well, I mean, to strip uh, Bill Belichick of his GM title? Is, is that no, I mean, he'll stick around just because he's an egomaniac and he's like, we'll be obsessed with not leaving this legacy of trash right. behind. But he's got a lot of, like, he, he fucked around for quite some time and it's catching up. You see the receivers we have, right? We got nobody. We got nothing. Yep. We got nothing. The, the cupboard is completely bare. Gilmore's 30. He's going to be done. He's out of here. And the McCordys are 48. They're going to be out of here soon. What the hell's left? And tonight you have uh, Tampa Bay versus the New York Giants. You think Brady will uh, struggle in this one? It's uh, He will go to 6-2 halfway through the season, and Brady will be at, in, the, in, the, in the MVP discussion. I would say the, uh, the Belichick-Brady thing has been a uh, – has been an absolute rout at this point. Um, it is amazing, though, when you watch Brady say, why is he in a Tampa uniform? It's because, you know, he just couldn't, didn't want to play for Belichick you. anymore. You said you Belichick. wanted him out. I said I wanted him here. Belichick Kinda wanted to fall. try something different, and it ain't working. It's it's too bad. It feels like, uh, feels like it's over, and uh, we're back in the loserville. But uh, we'll see. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe they'll get so bad. Maybe, I mean, is there a chance they could go two and – 14, there's no chance, right? They'll have to beat the Jets. They twice. play the Jets twice. It can't happen. Right. That'll ruin, that'll ruin if everything. Gonna, that'll if you're going to be a laughing stock of, uh, of the NFL, isn't it good to be the laughing stock during the COVID season? I mean, it's a fake season. Who gives a shit, right? Like, this is a good year. This is a great year to suck. I don't know. But kind anyway. of a hot take. Thank you. Anyway, one more day. I'm looking forward to uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow is uh, election day. People like me, good red-blooded Americans, follow the Constitution, go to the polls on election day. Uh, if the line is long, I'll be tweeting about voter suppression. I, I don't like I feel like they're trying to suppress my vote. Uh, but it is these are exciting times, Turtle Boy and Cullinane. This is fun. I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm, you know, got, I got anxiety, too. I'm talking to my therapist and I'm going to get a, a comfort, a comfort animal to get me through this. But it's uh, it's been a wild time. It all culminates. I would say it was all culminates tomorrow, but it doesn't because there'll be a million lawsuits and it'll drag on for weeks. But hopefully eventually 
we give Trump four more years, but we shall see today. He's going to do like five more rallies. And today uh, Biden will like venture outside this bunker for like 20 minutes and, and make up, invent some new words. But uh, Turtle Boy, now that fun. he has, uh, now that he's figured out the green screen capabilities of this service, he better be uh, Chris Hayes tomorrow night with the, uh, with the, I'm going to wear a suit up. and a shirt and tie. It's You're 730. You the Turtle Boy on. Live broadcast starts, Jerry. We will be the first one to make a call, okay? Florida, I've got my whole data all set up. I know county by county. I'm going to compare results in each Dude. Florida county as they come in 2016 to 2020. I'll have a prediction for you probably by 9 o'clock. I'll know who the president is. Excellent. That is uh, Turtle Boy. You can read his blog at TB Daily News, follow him on Twitter, or watch his live show tomorrow night and get the results as they come in. You can have that like the big Bill Hemmer map where you're ticking touching all the states and oh, breaking it all down. I'm messing around. We don't play around a uh, turtle boy. All right. We'll be watching the live show. Turtle boy live show special election edition Love tomorrow to have night. Call in. Love to have you. Be honored. All right. Sounds good. I can do that. All right. Thanks. Thanks Aiden. And thanks to uh, DCU and shake concrete and Allen paving. And thanks to all our wonderful sponsors. And thanks to all our listeners. Thanks for the Raider, the people rating, reviewing. Uh, I, uh, Apple keeps taking them down, the good ones, but uh, we've gotten lots of uh, lots of uh, reviews that aren't bitching about Reamer. I like those. I like those ones that aren't bitching about Reamer. Something different. Anything else, Cullinane? What I no, missed? Nothing, nothing crazy. I think we I think we hit all the stories. Uh, we you didn't talk. About you're not even paying attention. You're tweeting about wrestling or something. You're not even. If I see a wrestling tweet, I got to tweet about it during the show. It's not a big deal. But we didn't even right, talk one about more day. That. We will be back tomorrow. I can't wait. This is going to be wild. This is going to be fun. We will stay on top of the news. Give you the latest developments. Give you the polls, the predictions. We'll have all that tomorrow. I promise. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will do it again tomorrow, Election Day. You know what? I have to make my regular, my annual, my usual, my traditional uh, plea. Don't vote, okay? Don't vote. If you don't really want to vote, if you're not motivated, don't let some commercial or some celebrity force you to vote. If you don't care enough to vote, don't vote. Stay home. Don't negate my vote, okay? Got it, America? Get out there tomorrow and don't vote. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.